We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to Kits and Wagers. We're talking to you Monday night before game week 14. I am Adam Zedroik, joined by Chris Owen. We both work at RotoWire. Before we get into all the details, are you looking for NFTs that are both fun and have actual utility? Try So Rare, the largest NFT based fantasy game. You can collect, trade, compete with officially licensed digital cards with soccer players from over 180 clubs on So Rare. That's S O R A R E. Dot com Chris, we are this is our first, you know, after hours late night show of the season. We had to come in and you know get the pot out to the people because we got midweek matches. So Chris, how you doing first off? And what do we got for the kit this week? Yeah, Adam, good to see you again. A little sh- uh, short week for us. Uh, I, I, I w- I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this is the hardest working fantasy soccer betting pod that's in the industry right now it's monday it's you know nearly nine o'clock your time it's about six o'clock for me we are uh, we're back here we're i think this is our, the first time that we've recorded on a monday night where you typically doing like a, a early morning friday podcast or a thursday podcast so a little bit different here for the schedule um but uh you know these game weeks are coming hot and heavy now and we got to get the uh, the content out there for our devoted uh, listeners and then uh, secondly I am breaking out my oldest, my oldest kit right here. It's a, uh, if for those not watching on YouTube, it's a, a classic Real Madrid kit here. Uh, purchased, uh, I think, you know, on one of those, those soccer websites in back in the year, like 2004, 2005. First one I ever bought, you know, I didn't know anything about the game, but I knew that Real Madrid sounded cool. Uh, it somehow still fits me despite, uh, you know, a lot of surrounding factors with that. But, uh, yeah, so that's the one I'm rocking this weekend. And, yeah, excited to uh, chat a little more, a uh, little, little more kits and wagers this week. You're going, you've been old school the last two weeks, I think, whatever you had last week. I got I'm back in my, my Wolves team, the Wolves squad under uh, Bruno Lodge, you know, my 10th my, uh, favorite team in the Premier League, uh, you know, the team that I – I have a bet on to finish in the top 10 and you know I just got to support my boys my <laughs> squad so just sticking here with with wolves I gotta there we go I gotta get the logo up here represent but that's a shirt okay. that's a very sharp so, shirt 
shirts and wagers, of course. Yeah, shirts and wagers. Yep. So we we uh, you know the elephant in the room here is that Chris is currently three straight best bets he's hit. So if you haven't been watching our show, wait, is there more? Is no, there more no, than no. three? I I think I'm three of my last four. I don't okay. think I'm because th- I lost I lost the West Ham bet um, two weeks ago. But three of my last four prior to that. Prior to that, right. I had that. I'm making up numbers. Yeah. The, okay. Well, <laughs> tough start for us, but yeah, three of my last four. If you want to look at it that way. Well, either way, it's better than what I've been doing. So Chris last week he had Aston Villa to win, and so I think the big thing from that match is so it came out. So just you know, just our two best bets. I want to say the big thing is that you wait for lamps to come out. Um, obviously on the show, we don't wait for lineups to come out. We did our show Wednesday and the games were Saturday. So Crystal Palace is what I believe their best defender, Joachim Anderson. He, uh, he has, I think he has a muscle injury now. And so he missed this Aston Villa match. And once I saw that I was all over Chris's bet, Aston Villa to win plus 240. He also mentioned the draw no bet plus 140. And, you know, he took that bet before Anderson was out. So either either that's luck or he just knows what he's doing. Let's call it a little bit of both. You know, we got can't get too into, our, into myself here. I think I just like the fact that, you know, they're definitely playing a better brand of ball under Stevie G. I mean, obviously they've played well in the last two matches. Crystal Palace, it did help that they were missing their best defender. So we'll bank that one and we'll move on to this week and, and hopefully we can keep the, maybe make it a streak again here and, and uh, we'll get into a little bit later, but yeah, hopefully we can, uh, we can continue that. I guess I'll mention mine. So <laughs> we had the connection issues last week and, and Chris, <laughs> uh, we would have, we would have had a proper discussion about this had I not had some terrible connection issues at the end. And I would, I would have had to warn our listeners yeah, so I took Liverpool and Southampton under three and a half goals. It seemed like the odds were too good. And then, of course, uh, Ralph Hasen, Hasenhuntel, he's he's like, you know what? I've been doing 4-4-2 for the past however many years. I'm going to switch things up. I'm going to try and trick Liverpool, and I'm going to put three center backs on the defensive line, on the back line, and give uh, Leonco, Lionco, how do you say the guy's name? Give him a, his first start, I think, in the Premier League. And, I'm, you know, I'm just going to try and play games with Liverpool and see if that works. Guess what? It didn't work. And Liverpool, uh, you know, it was 3-0 at half. I was hoping I was hoping it, that'd stick, but I think it was Minamino. Did he get – or maybe I'm thinking champions. Oh, like someone yeah. got a fourth goal in the second half. I guess it was yeah. Joe Tess Brace maybe. But it was Virgil Van Dyke scored the the fourth goal off the corner. Okay, yes, yeah, that was off a corner or something. I was (sighs) either way, I was writing the rap for rotowire.com and uh, covering this particular match. And I saw Lianco make his his first start. He actually had a decent game from a statistical standpoint, but uh, yeah, tough one to come into when he like he was arguably at fault for like two the first two goals from uh, Yota. So yeah, the tough bet. And I also would have, you know, hindsight 20 is 2020, but uh, looking back at Liverpool's goal totals from their last eight matches in the Premier League, they've been scoring a quite a few goals. So what do you, you know, we'll bounce back this weekend. I have complete confidence in what you're going to do here this weekend and moving forward. The good news is that once again, 
uh, my article, you know, at rotowire.com. That one finished in the positive. I also conveniently uh, wrote wrote up to, uh, what Liverpool to win in a shutout at I don't know plus one fifteen or so. That was one of my few bets I got correct. And of course, what has been the case for I don't know how long. I keep picking my articles are keep uh, finishing in the positive. Uh, for the most part, I've had winning records on my articles, and I seem to pick you know the worst bet every week. And um, you know what? Every week I say I'm going to turn around. This week I'm going to turn around. That's what we're doing. So Complete game week belief. 14. <laughs> week 14, again, we're going to discuss. We're going to pick out three matches, then go over our best bets. And this first one, we'll start with Tuesday because that's when things get kicked off. We got two matches on Tuesday. Uh, we got Newcastle home against Norwich and then Leeds home against Crystal Palace. We're going to single out you know this relegation battle so newcastle plus 100 at home norwich plus 275 and uh, i guess we're looking here over two and a half goals is minus 115 ish depending where you look and the big thing here is eddie howe against dean smith and i get the big thing i guess I look back for, what, two seasons ago when these guys were in the Premier League. So it was Bournemouth. Eddie Howe was at Bournemouth. Dean Smith still Aston Villa. Bournemouth won both those games. In the same season, they got relegated. They won both those games 2-1. So what do you think about those results? Um, how much do you think that he actually comes into play here? But uh, what, what are your thoughts for this game? I would say that the the fact that it was with a different club um, really kind of, I don't put a whole ton of weight into it and I, and maybe I should, but I would say that the fact that the, the, both those games were with Bournemouth and not with Norwich or Newcastle here, or not with Newcastle rather that I would kind of skip over that. The thing that sticks out to me is that I looked at these odds last night. They were Newcastle, Newcastle football club. They haven't won a game yet this season. I believe they've drawn six. They've lost seven, maybe something like that. Um, there, they were minus odds last night. They were minus 110 favorites. Norwich was at plus 300. I looked just now before we started recording, and it's now Newcastle is plus 100. So it's flipped there from negative to positive odds. And, um, Norwich has dropped from plus 300 to plus 275. So something's going on there where people are like, all right, I, that, those seem like some ridiculous odds. So that's the thing that really sticks out to me. And, Newcastle have not been have not played particularly well as well as Norwich. That that being said, Norwich has now they won last match and they were, I believe they were competitive in the one before. They haven't they haven't lost in three matches is is what you need to know. So I just like the way that they're playing. Dean Smith, you know, decent manager. So this should be a good scrap between the two. But just given the fact that I don't think Newcastle is actually better than Norwich, I, I kind of like taking Norwich here in this particular match. Yeah, I think what I'm looking at, I'm looking at so the the the, uh, the numbers here are pretty. Uh, I guess they're even towards you know the over two and a half goals, but yeah, like you said, Norwich they drew New Wolves, they then they beat Southampton, they beat Brentford, and that was with their their former manager. But so I'm thinking goals in this one. They had the match against Wolves, which was not a ton happened in that one. Uh, you know, they defended pretty well against Wolves, and Wol- Wolves kind of have been, you know, I don't remember a squad, but it hasn't been the best offensive season for them. Raul Jimenez really hasn't gotten 
gotten going since his uh, fractured skull. So, but I just like so Newcastle under Eddie Howe. They had that first match against Brentford three three, and that kind of showed you know just the team that that how they're going to play, and then the match against Arsenal, yeah, it was two nil under two and a half goals, but I think that's just Arsenal, a better team. They're, you know, they're imposing their will on the match, something I don't think Norwich are going to do. This is Eddie Howe's first match uh, where he's going to be in person at home. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of qualifiers there, but I think that, <laughs> I think that kind of means something, you know, he's actually going to be there at home and I think they're just going to come out. They're going to, you know, they're going to want to attack and, I'm just, I, I just think the over two and a half is the, is the way to go in that spot. Yeah, that's fair. Norwich City in their past for three or four matches has all been over two and a half, two one, two one, two one, and then that seven nil loss to Chelsea. So for prior prior to the the zero zero against Wolves, who we know nothing, you know, we know can't score the goal, can't put the ball away, have a. So I mean, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm with you there on the overs. Although it sounds like you're in, you're taking Newcastle here, and I might be rolling with Norwich. I do not have a side in this match. <laughs> okay, that's fair. All right, you you try uh, to go to we'll guy see. into taking Newcastle, and he, he didn't bite at all. <laughs> uh, we'll see if my mind changes in the next fifteen or so minutes. But okay, perfect. <laughs> so the next match here. Which is Wednesday. We're uh, we're changing days here, and it's of course the Merseyside Derby. Everton are home in this one, but Liverpool are still minus two sixty. Everton plus six fifty to win. Over two and a half goals, minus one fifty five ish. Over three and a half goals, plus one sixty five ish. So it's you know the projected goal total there is sitting around three, which means you know a two one kind of result there for. In terms of the odds, but as I was telling Chris before this, I thought originally, you know, Liverpool dominated this matchup, but that really hasn't been the case. And how much are you putting into previous results now that you know the guy Rafa Benitez is leading Everton here? Uh, I mean, anytime these two teams play, it's kind of like all bets are off. Really, um, unfortunately, we got to talk about some bets, so we will do that. But um, yeah, I just think that uh, Liverpool have been so much better than Everton. Have Everton are winless in their last five, I think. Something like that. But uh, they have not been playing particularly well. So I, I really think that Liverpool should still continue in their form uh, to continue to score goals. And and, the, and did you say, I think the you mentioned the over two and a half was minus 155. I still think that those odds are not, you know, not quite like, you know, I usually looking for those positive odds. So I kind of don't know if I would do that, but the, the plus three and a half, which is a lot of goals um, would be a potential. I mean, we kind of talked about it, how we looked at it last week, but uh, yeah, just think that this one's always tough to bet. Everton are missing Dominic Calvert-Lewin though. So that they just haven't been able to score. Yeah. The, I don't know the weird thing, like you said, it kind of, you know, the way these teams playing kind of doesn't matter uh, for this derby. And I guess that's the one thing that makes it kind of scary to take Liverpool at, at minus two, 280 or so. Because Everton, they're just not playing well. Uh, they they had their, uh, they had their what, they played more on the counter early in the season. They're a little bit healthier. They, they had Calvert-Lewin. 
And then, you know, there's, their guys got injured. Uh, Decore, he's back, so that definitely helps. And, it, I mean, they've been kind of more defensive, and that just hasn't worked because they haven't scored. They haven't scored in their last three matches. They got that scoreless draw against Tottenham. They tried to keep Manchester City at bay. That obviously didn't work the last 3-0. And then, you know, they gave up the PK to Brentford early in the first half, and then they couldn't score. So... I mean, just going off history, you'd think, okay, this is a big match, Everton. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll come through. But it's just hard to bet anything at Everton with the way they're playing right now. And sure, Richarlison's back from suspension, but like, how much, how much does that mean uh, for this matchup when Liverpool are mostly healthy? So, yeah, Everton have been shut out in four of their past six matches. It's not like, I mean, Liverpool, decent, pretty solid defensively. And, I mean, those shutouts were to to the likes of, like, Brentford, who we've seen give up a ton of goals. Obviously, Man City, good good back line. Uh, Shout-out against Tottenham when they were playing a man down and then against West Ham. So, you know, three of those teams have, have been pretty solid defensively. But, yeah, just really struggling to score goals without, without any firepower up top. Yeah, so in that case, I was looking at so Liverpool to win and shutout. You got plus 135. And if you want a little more fun, maybe Everton get an early goal or something and Liverpool are pushing the rest of the way. Rest of the way, you can get Liverpool to win from and come from behind as plus 600. Maybe not the best odds. And I wonder if, if you're a live bet in the game, if Everton score a goal. I don't know what if they're going to be at plus 600, but it's still a, still a fun yeah, thing to look at. That's definitely an interesting, definitely an interesting odd at plus 600. Uh, I think, you know, we've, we've discussed this one a few times, specifically Mo Salah over the, the length of the season here, but minus 135, which is right on that cusp, like to uh, minus 135, I should say to score. Um, so right on the cusp of being like, okay, maybe I'll consider that one. And then if you really are feeling decent about it, uh, you can get Mo Salah to score and Liverpool to win at plus 105. So just a, a little bit better odds there. Yeah, Jota's kind of been a, a little bit better of a goal scorer lately. He's plus 120, Mane plus 125. So if you, if you don't want to take that Salah route, I don't know. I don't know his exact goal record in the last 10 matches or so, but I know he's slowed down since the beginning of the season. And, you know, Jota's just coming off the brace. So. If you get plus odds, it's a possibility. It's still it's still not the best odds, but I mean Liverpool are minus two eighty or whatever he said. So I guess when you take that into consideration, maybe the plus one twenty isn't as terrible as it looks. So Yeah. So the next match here, and that is oh Thursday. So conveniently we have a game previewing game Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So we got Manchester United home against Arsenal. And, you know, Manchester United, they got their new, or sorry, their new interim manager, Ralph Ragnick. Uh, how do you say that guy's name? He's actually not going to be coaching this game because he's, he's, you know, they got COVID protocols. So he's, I, I don't, he's probably talked to the team. Who knows what he's actually said. But as we mentioned last week, we still got the caretaker manager, Michael Carrick. He will be leading the team. And Manchester United, plus 100 to win. Arsenal, plus 270. You can get over 
two and a half goals at minus 125-ish, under two and a half goals, plus 105-ish. So what do we think about these odds? First off, I'm not sure they're correct odds. And which way are you leaning here? Manchester United plus 100 at home. Are they playing that well? I, th- I mean, they definitely have played slightly better. To hold Chelsea to a draw on, was that Sunday, is a really good result, considering Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea are a little bit uh, without a forward, but they scored that goal from a penalty. Um, the match prior, they drew Villa, or they beat Villarreal 2-0. So uh, M- Michael Carrick's definitely got them playing a lot more defensive, and that's kind of evidenced by when you look at the possessions, I think in both those matches, it was like 60, 40 uh, to the other team, uh, Villarreal or Chelsea. So they're definitely sitting back. They're not necessarily like trying to hold the ball and, and progress it a ton. It's kind of like a bit more counterattacking. So I think Michael Carrick at this point is just like trying to get some results for them. And uh, that being said, like I could see Arsenal kind of dominating this game from a, like an attacking perspective, but Manchester United look a lot more organized defensively. I, I don't I think I would take uh, I think I, I could potentially be talking to those plus 100 odds. Is, are they back <laughs> Manchester United? Are they the best team? I'm, I'm not, I'm not, oh my I'm not God. saying that by I'm not saying that by any means, but I just think that uh, they have definitely played a little bit better. I mean that the giveaway against Chelsea where uh, Rat Jaden Sancho went down and scored was a little bit lucky, but they also played you know enough well enough to keep them like very pretty uh, pretty tame. For our longtime listeners here, this isn't anything new for Chris to be going against Arsenal. So <laughs> yeah, if you just to you've be been listening to us case. for three months, then you you understand that I'm 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 at my wits end here as as we approach two teams that I I you know don't really. I, I like I enjoy watching them, but I enjoy watching them lose more more or less. Yeah, so I'm just pulling up the stats here from that Chelsea Manchester United match. Uh, expected goals: Chelsea two point five one to 0.73. 24 shots to three shots, fifteen corners to two corners. And you could say some of that's game script, but Chelsea pretty much dominated the first half. Sancho got that early goal in the 50th minute. Uh, Jorginho PK. 69th minute so it's not like Manchester United had a lead for I don't know more than 45 minutes they had it for 19 minutes so it's not like that was a game script kind of thing like you said they're kind of playing more defensive and I think it's going to be just going off that I think it I think going under two and a half goals here is the way to go uh what plus 105 so you're getting plus odds on it Hmm. I think the over under is higher just because you know you got these these top six clubs going against each other. And that's kind of what it's all about. But Arsenal, it's not like they're a high scoring team. Like they're, they're winning these games, but a lot of these games have been two nil and those wins are against lower, lower quality teams. When, when they go against better teams, when they go against Liverpool, they couldn't score against Liverpool. They couldn't score against just going through the list here. They couldn't score against Brighton. They couldn't score against Chelsea. They couldn't score against Manchester city. So you throw in their inconsistencies and how all their wins are basically against non-elite teams. And sure, Manchester United are maybe struggling a bit, but like you said, they're playing more defensive. They're getting Harry Maguire back from suspension. You could put that all together and 
This could be a 1-1, another 1-1 type of match. It could be 1-0. It could be scoreless. It could be 2-0. But I don't think I don't think this is one where these teams are going to go off and there's going to be a ton of goals, really. Yeah, I totally agree. And that, that plus that under two and a half goals for plus 105 odds is a really good shout for all the reasons that you outlined. Yeah, uh, just even looking back at last season, one of the results was scoreless. The other one was 1-0, the Arsenal. And then going further... Uh, I do like the Arsenal side in this. Uh, I believe I actually wrote about the Arsenal win draw, which is almost even money. But Arsenal have won three the last five, and the other two are draws. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Ronaldo and these guys are going to be super pumped about this new interim manager, and they're just going to go crazy. They're going to go 4-0 <laughs> and, and beat Arsenal. Maybe that's going to happen, but... I, I choose to go against current form and the history between these teams with, with uh, I mean, sure as Mikel Arteta against Ole last season, but I'll go with those recent results and take the under and, and back the Arsenal side in this. Yeah. Inter- to back up slightly, really interesting that, uh, that United got Ralph Ragnick there as their, I guess it's confirmed that he's going to be their next manager. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's I mean, Somebody who obviously knows what they're doing. He's he's kind of created all those systems with the the Red Bull clubs, but uh, that one came kind of out of the blue for me at least. And uh, I know they were trying to like get Poch from PSG, trying to figure out what they're going to do. But yeah, I think that makes a big difference for them over the season as he's, as he's shown that like he can lead teams to to like definitely play better. So he's a guy with a system who will do much better for United than kind of what they had gone for it was like a for the first part of the season it just seemed like they were just like throwing big names on a on a team sheet and hoping that they go forward and find the back of the net whereas like now we i think on saturday where ronaldo was dropped to the bench right and we saw a little bit more pressing out of that front line so it'll be it'll be interesting to see like the style that they play moving forward specifically in this match on thursday yeah i mean who really knows like what like Carrick's gonna be the one on the sidelines, but yeah, <laughs> like this guy could he could have you know a Zoom conference call with the team and and give them you know directives basically and tell them how to play instead of not allowing the caretaker manager to play you know whatever formation they played a four three two one or something against Chelsea and they've been playing the four two three one. Maybe yeah. I I honestly don't know what formations this guy runs. So maybe it's gonna be something completely different. And I don't know. It they're just, they're just gonna like zoom him in on the projector at <laughs> halftime. Like, all right, come on, boys, we, <laughs> let's let's get out of our uh, our final third here and and try to get get an attack. Yeah, I mean, for all we know, he could be zoomed in in the in the training and you know giving these guys telling these guys how to play in training that some guy just running around with like a screen and being like, Hey, yeah, move here, move here, whatever. And like, we don't know how they're approaching this matchup basically. Whereas Carrick, he played, it seems like he's a little closer to Olay in terms of tactics, but I guess, I guess that's something to (laughs) consider here. We keep saying, you know, wait until lineups to come out. If you don't truly like a bet and, what you want to do with this one because we don't know who's going to play we don't know who's going to start i think sancho picked up in so that's 
that's something in there. He's played two matches and looked a little better than he did previously. So, yeah. But, for the record here, I'm taking Manchester United plus 100. It sounds like you might be going the other route. Oh, I'm 100% going there. Oh, did you miss? Perfect. Yes. Perfect. I think, I think, uh, like I said, I, I got, um, the earlier match that we, I like when Norwich and I like, um, Manchester United this week. No, I don't, I might be cutting out here, but I said you also in Everton plus six, 650 to oh, win, right? I missed that part, but I'm completely out on that. <laughs> okay. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so best bet time. All right, I got to uh, I got to refresh and uh, stretch out before giving this play. Okay, so maybe go maybe go on like a spiritual journey or something like that quickly. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. Leeds home against Crystal Palace Tuesday. I'm just I'm just getting this out of the way because these matches extend three days. So I'm just going right away. This game's tomorrow. So hopefully you listen to this before this match happens. We got over two and a half goals at minus 105 between Leeds and Crystal Palace. Last season, 2-0 and 4-1. Of course, Patrick Vieira wasn't the manager. Um, I think Palace are, they've been better. They've been much better offensively under Vieira, despite what they got. They they got the last goal against Aston Villa last game, but their games have been more, more high scoring. And there's a chance Patrick Bamford comes back in this match. He went, uh, I just wrote this down earlier. Uh, He went in full 90, I believe Monday with the U23s. Uh, Luke Ayling also went 45 in that match, so they could be getting – oh, sorry, I'm thinking way ahead. Those guys are not returning because they played Monday with the U23s. So forget what I said. Okay, so Anderson <laughs> <laughs> Anderson is going to be out for Crystal Palace, and I think that is the main thing I'm looking at. Uh, so they lost – they gave up two goals to Villa. They gave up three to Burnley before that. They had a couple, you know, clean sheets that kind of came out of nowhere, that Manchester City win. But just looking back at their matches, you know, the 3-0 loss against Liverpool. They gave up two to Leicester. They gave up two to Arsenal. And just going back to Leeds, uh, talked about them last week. And they are having struggling to score. But I think 
the Palace issues on the back line. And I'm just going to run through some numbers here. Uh, Leeds have scored in every home match but the loss to Liverpool. And they've also allowed goals in every match. But, sorry, in every home match but the game against Watford. So more often than not, there's going to be goals. And the hope here is that it doesn't finish 1-1. And it's a simple, you know, both teams score. But I'm going over two and a half in, in this one. I think this is also one where you can go a little crazy. My over three and a half, over four and a half, that kind of thing. I think if these teams get going, if it's up and down, like I think it'll be, I think there will be goals. And hopefully Leeds will, under Rafinha and Rodrigo and Harrison, those guys can get going. Daniel James. Hopefully this will be met, the match that can get going and break my best bet streak. So there you go. Over two and a half goals. Do like that, but yeah, certainly interesting. Um, Rafinha is at plus two hundred for anytime goal scores. If you if you think that he's going to be the main man, I know we talked about it in last in our last podcast where a lot of he's got what four goals and that's pretty much the majority of Leeds United goals this season. So if you uh, if you like any of that that over two and a half, maybe a slide of Rafinha bet to score for plus two hundred elsewhere. There's yeah, that's probably your best bet. And then Rodrigo's plus one eighty five, so he's got a little bit better scoring odds than Rafinha. But yeah, like where your heads at with that one. And um, you know, if you want to add a little bit to it with some anytime goal scorers, there's a couple other options out there. Yeah, do a little uh, same game parlay. Throw a goal scorer and throw the win in. You can get a decent decent payout on that one. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful to get, get the best bet right back on track here. And uh, I'm going to follow it up with mine here. We talk, we've already discussed this game, so it'll be easy for me to run through. But uh, Norwich City, I like them this, this week, uh, specifically tomorrow. Uh, you can get a Norwich draw, no bet at plus 175. And I like that enough to take it as my best bet this week. So if they draw, no biggie. If they win, you're at plus 175. And then if you really feel particularly good about that one, you can just go straight up Norwich to win. That's plus 275. So if that one hits, we're gonna we're in back-to-back weeks with uh with uh, teams to win at plus two hundred odds. You know, we like to if that that one cashes, we like what we're hearing here. But if you want to play it a little bit more safer, you got uh, Norwich draw no bet at plus one seventy-five. So that's my best bet. And then one other one I want to chuck in here, and we kind of discussed it, is most solid a score and a win at plus 105 against Everton the following day. So those are those are two uh, two outside bets, and then my best bet. He's doing it. He's going Norwich, <laughs> putting Norwich in a best bet. So hopefully everyone will uh, will send this podcast out here, but. Our two best bets are for Tuesday, uh, but fortunately we talked about the other matches there. So I, I'm gonna have to go against you. I'm going. I'm gonna take. I'm taking Newcastle to win, <laughs> plus 100. I'm just doing uh, it. We pretty much have opposite. Like those. These are the opposite odds of uh, Manchester United and Arsenal. Like yeah, almost exactly. So um, you know, we'll see who who what happens here. Hopefully, it's not like uh, one gets one right and one gets the other one, but uh, hopefully. Get a little sweeps, so uh, one of us I'll can probably get you know, both right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, one of us can hop on Friday's podcast and gloat a little bit. I will say, so one of Norwich's best players, Matthias Norman, he's going to be out for this match. He picked up uh, 
some kind of hip pelvis injury injury last match uh, exited in the 35th minute, but he's been, he's been, uh, I don't know. He's done a lot in the midfield, I guess is what I'll say. He's gotten forward and he's, he's a big, he's a big, uh, I want to say defensive midfielder, but he's not really a defensive midfielder. He just has a lot of defensive stats and he gets forward, but he's been pretty good this season. I think that's, that's a tough loss for him. And I'm not saying that's going to be the reason they lose, but it's something to to keep in mind. I think I also think uh, just Alan St. Maximin, him going against Brandon Williams and Max Aaron's. I think he has the advantage there. Um, and don't I guess re- don't make me reconsider this, but <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> all right. Well, that, that's all I'll say. Newcastle plus one hundred is my second best bet of the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going that far. You got it. You can. I'll, I'll ride with your uh, Norwich pick. That's we ride or die on this podcast, and yep. we stick together at least under best bets. Okay, yeah, so. But uh, all right, that's it. So I got over two and a half between Leeds and Crystal Palace, and Chris has Norwich uh, draw no bet, which is about plus 170, or if you're feeling crazy, plus 270 uh, to win. Uh, Chris, are you smoking any birds this week? What's going on? How did the smoke birds turn out last week? I don't know uh, if the people heard last week, but Chris was smoking birds uh, all week, and yeah. how'd, how'd it go? Thanksgiving went really well, actually. Um, did a little bit of an experiment. I got two birds, two smaller birds. And uh, one, I I did a wet brine, and I stuffed it, and I baked it, um, which, you know, turned out well. Did, did some some uh, some herbs on it as well. But the, the, real, um, uh, the real star of the show was the smoked turkey. Um, this one was spatchcocks, which is one of my favorite new words, where you cut out the spine and you butterfly the bird flat so it cooks more evenly. And uh, then you put it on the smoker. It cooks much even more evenly and much faster. Um, just did a nice little uh, compound butter on top of that. And uh, I did a dry brine. So I just salted and baking powdered over the top of it for 24 hours and nice and crispy, really good, really good flavor. Both birds were great, but my preference was the uh, the smoked uh, turkey or smoked bird, if you will. Yeah, a lot of talk in the uh, cooking community about spatchcocking. And that seems like the uh, the best way to go if you're making turkey. Uh, it takes I think it takes a little more time than just a regular one, just because you gotta, you know, you gotta take out the spine and all that. But I guess Chris would know best. So. Yeah, I, I, that's where I disagree. But you know, you just cut out cut out the spine. It takes about half the time amount of time to cook. So oh, okay, consider oh, that yeah. for your well, next yeah, bird. True, true. So okay, yeah. well, there's our two minute segment of smoking birds and wagers. But until then, we will be back for, yes, there's more matches uh, this weekend. So we'll be talking either Thursday again, as usual, or we'll be talking Friday. We'll see what happens. We do have those Thursday matches, so we're going to have to bring that into the schedule. But anyways, everyone, thanks for watching on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, I am at Roto's Adroit. Chris is at C-H-R-O-N. Eight, and that's all on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe if you want any content from Rotowire, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. You can get a free 10 day trial, no credit card required. If you're following along on YouTube, you can get this 
awesome soccer betting screen where you know you can compare DraftKings odds, FanDuel odds, and just look at the matches here with everything. And that's a pretty cool addition we added to the site recently. But that's it for Kits and Wagers. Chris, thanks for joining me. And to everyone, good luck in Game Week 14.